The wild card round of the playoffs is now over. We've got Tom Brady and Drew Brees playing golf for the rest of this winter. We've also got them perhaps switching teams. A lot to get to with the fallout of the Patriots, Saints, and a few other teams losing. But right now, we're counting down the top 20 wide receivers of the 2019 fantasy season. And we're going to give you some divisional round preview. Let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. We will get you to the next round of playoff previews, but right now we are continuing they our don't care series. About that. They don't. What they care about are the top 20 wide receivers. They want to bask in the sweet of the glory 2019 of the fantasy that season. Win championships yes, no kidding. As we bring them up in the form of countdown. Quite an interesting year for the wide receiver positions. Two of the top three guys, uh, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, finish outside of the top 20. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham, another top five guy Stephon finishing Diggs. way out there. Adam Diggs, Thielen. Thielen. A lot of guys. Some of them do hit, but. The position was a minefield. It was a minefield this year. Antonio Brown. Need I say more? It's I mean, that's it. It was wild. Yes, this position was wild this year, and whoever was quickest to the waiver kind of seemed like they had, had the some best real Devonte Parker. There were some gems. But yeah, Devonte Parker, Cortland Sutton, uh, John Brown, John Brown, number twenty. There you we'll go. get right into it. Yeah, 115 targets turns into 72 y- catches, 1,060 yards, and six touchdowns. John Brown had either a touchdown or 50 yards and. Almost every game this threw season. Threw a touchdown. He was so steady. He throws he throws a touchdown, and he finishes as wide receiver 20. And I think he could do even better next year because this was his first year playing with Josh Allen. I'll tell you what, man. He looked really good. Josh Allen really likes him. Yep. He's he's one of those guys that, you know, we love the guy, to bring up the guys who get the short targets because it shows that they're going to keep their reception totals pretty high. The long targets because it shows that they can hit a big play yep. and, and really get you a a touchdown without scoring a touchdown, right? Yeah. They get a 50-yard catch, and it counts for basically a touchdown's worth of fantasy points for you. Or they actually score a touchdown for you, right? Yeah. John Brown gave you all of that every single week. So mm-hmm. he is a home run of a, of a pick of a pickup this year. And consistency-wise. And consistency-wise, there were there was like Michael Thomas maybe was the most consistent receiver. I would say other so. Other than John Brown. Yeah. And, and the fact that you could put those two in the same sentence it really was the tale of the wide receiver position this yeah, absolutely. year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Really like John Brown's usage, like we said. Um, only seven, only two carries, which I was surprised about. Maybe a thousand uh, yards, but six thousand yards receiving offense that doesn't even freaking throw, man. Yeah, awesome. We'll move on. Number nineteen, another waiver wire pickup. Where did Cole Beasley finish? Cole Beasley was wide receiver, like thirty, thirty-four, like. and Odell was twenty-six, and Larry Fitzgerald was 37. 37. thirty-seven. So Cole yeah. Beasley was better than Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, as we and all like, predicted, Tom, and like maybe within fifteen points of Odell yeah. Beckham. Number nineteen, better than all of those guys we just mentioned. All those scrubs. Cortland Sutton, seventy-two catches, eleven hundred twelve yards, six touchdowns. He had three carries for seventeen yards. Threw a pass, wasn't for a touchdown, but it was a deep pass. What a what a year. I, I, one of the more unexpected breakouts of the 2019 season. Yeah. Sutton, obviously, uh, the, the Broncos traded Demarius Thomas to the Texans last year to kind of usher in the Sutton era. They yes. trade away Emmanuel Sanders this year because Sutton's breakout had started, and it really took off from there, which yeah. was surprising because, you know, they, you trade away your your other best receiver. Catch of the year. 
at home against man the catch of the year potential absolutely yeah, diving um, one hander that, oh yeah that he that he catch that yeah. he caught uh i think that was drew Locke's first career start so you know yes. drew lock knows where to go to go deep drew lock uh, will remember that and so will Cortland sutton's fantasy wider than a napkin harder than a dinner <laughs> put, yes. on, put on remix drew lock <laughs> featuring Cortland sutton <laughs> oh get used to it because next year it should be a big one and uh, i want them to embrace knows, that song so bad yeah, so i know bad. we're talking about this all the time yeah. but i don't think we're ever gonna did we bring that no, up last no. week yeah we yes. did we're not gonna we're not gonna stop with no. that for sure no. but uh you know it's exciting times i think for the broncos it's really exciting times for Cortland sutton yeah I mean, they're one of my favorite young cores in the entire league with Locke, Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, the Noah Fant, Lindsey, Freeman. I mean, they have a lot of different weapons. They could be really interesting going into next year. This dude had a 1,000-yard season with Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen started the Joe, most games for the Broncos this year. Joe Flacco yep. and, and the beginnings of Drew Locke, yep. who we think will be promising, but really just an imp- incredible yeah. season for Sutton. Absolutely. Speaking of guys who overcame bad quarterback play, number 18 is DJ Moore. Uh, he was yeah. top 10 in the league in receiving yards, uh, 87 catches, four touchdowns, which you feel like is going to go up. Uh, he got six carries throughout the year. Yeah, two of those in one game. Monster, yeah. though. He's a yardage Unbelievable. Monster. He just eats up yards. Yeah. So fast and very tough to bring down. Uh Good broken tackle rate for a receiver too. So yeah. you know he's got a little fumbleitis, but that's okay because you know we're gonna only live with two that. this year. We're gonna live with that because he makes really big plays. Uh, Is one of those fumbles on the play where he was like knocked unconscious? Yes, I believe so. Which I'm you know, not gonna hold him a catch on that one. Oh well, yeah. either way, I'm not gonna hold that I'm, one. Against I'm definitely him. not gonna hold that one against him. But I yeah. do know he's had fumble kind of. Fumble he was really in bad in his rookie year. I'll tell you what, though, Tom. Steve Smith isn't wasn't asking uh, DJ Moore if he should sit or start him this year. Oh, he, no. was, he was starting DJ Moore every week. I know. Was smart. <clears throat> and that video scared while, me because DJ Moore was pretty tempted or what's the word tepid yeah timid yeah, yeah. yeah. in little, that right but you know it's sheepish even. yeah yeah like that but, tough to uh, compete with uh dj i mean with steve smith yeah. senior by, in the room. by middle of the year i think we had realized like all right dj moore is getting way too many yep. targets and way too many yeah, sit him this guy's a, this guy's a top yep. 15 option it was cam was the problem yeah and kyle allen and will greer yes they were all kind of pretty big problems i would say <laughs> I, uh, I but but here's dj that. moore as a wide receiver too in his second season you know yeah. How could you not love to see that? I mean, you think it'll only get better from here with a new coach coming in for the for the Panthers and potentially a new quarterback, depending on, you know, Cam might come back feeling like a new quarterback, yeah. hopefully. Uh, who knows? But we'll see. It's going to be really interesting for them, but DJ Moore proved that he's yeah. a top-flight receiver. Yeah, he's the guy you want, not Curtis Samuel. I think it was pretty definitive by the end of this season. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you were, were recording were a video there. I was. <laughs> so I downloaded this app called One Second Every Day. Uh huh. Oh, nice. And that's going to be my second oh, of the day. Okay. Well, nice. I feel very honored. That's cool. Either way. I didn't know it would play out loud, though. Yes. I, <laughs> most times that happens, you usually don't. Number 17, Robert Woods. Didn't score his first receiving touchdown until, what was it, week 14? Yeah, something like uh, that. Something crazy <laughs> like that. Three total touchdowns, nine catches, 1,100 yards. Uh, what's crazy is he was 40 points behind himself last year. But those touchdowns last year. And the Rams seven. weren't as good. Last year he had seven total touchdowns. This year yeah. he has three. So there you go. there's your 24 points lost. Uh, yep. Bob Woods is a good receiver. We'll see where this offense ends up this year. They got yeah. you know, They got They got some decisions they to make. They have to fix that offensive line. If they fix the offensive line, I think you go back to seeing the Rams being a juggernaut. If not, you're going to get weird games from Bob Woods. Yep. I think he's still a guy you grab in like the fifth round, sixth round oh, as yeah. a steal. And, you know, 
I would love to steal him as a flex option. Yeah, sure. And, I, and that's kind of the, He's the not interesting getting part about all these Rams receivers, right? It's like it feels like they're all going to be in that flex mix. So we'll be in on all. Well, of them. Brandon well, Cooks we'll will see. be buried. Buried. Brandon Cooks should be, which means that I'll take him. Me too. Buried in ADP, not in life. Anyway, no, he's alive still. Number sixteen, the song of the season. DJ Shark, <laughs> do, 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 do. DJ Shark, do, 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 do. 73 catches, 1,008 yards, eight touchdowns. He had the breakout season that we were expecting from D.D. Westbrook. He did it with Foles. He did it with Minshew. He was leading the AFC and receiving yards for a very long time. Missed a game, kind of fell off after that. Yeah. The, I mean, that whole Great Jaguars year. team quit by week 13. Great year, but scared for, yeah. for him. He, he's a guy I won't week draft week. next From year. From week 12 on, he uh, didn't go over 100 yards, didn't score. In fact, he didn't go over 75. So, you know. Is that bad? a guy at the midpoint when we were going over stats where I was Waiver wire pickup of the year. Yeah, but also, like, you might want to look to actually trade off of DJ Shark because yeah. it wasn't really too sustainable, and it, it proved out not to be. But, you know, when this guy hits, he it's cool. league win, or, you know, it's week-winning potential. Right. Yeah, big time. I mean, another guy who had an insane week one, which really just caused everything to kind of get turned on its head waiver wire-wise, 146 yards and a touchdown. So Yeah, how but about, not how about every week you get to play five, the Chiefs. How about week five at Carolina, eight catches, buck 64 and two. Two touchdowns. Yeah, that's when you had to. That game was crazy. At that too. point, that's his fifth touchdown in five weeks. You anoint him. You say, "Hey, this is an every week starter." This is real. But then you know he 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 starts to trickle away from you. He's an interesting guy. I think that the the pulse is not like too hot on him. So no. yeah, well, yeah. I, I'm interested to see just where he winds up in those apps. He's a guy that might be like somewhere on ESPN, somewhere on Yahoo. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah there'll be a wide variety of <laughs> yeah. outcomes for DJ Shark next year, but that also interests me too right yeah Maybe he falls far enough for us now this is a guy number 15 a guy i've already talked myself into loving going into this season going into the future it's aj different colored last name than the one we're used to though <laughs> aj brown for the titans 52 this catches finished wide receiver 15 on 52 <laughs> catches he gets 1,051 yards, eight touchdowns, three carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. This dude balled out. If you could he combine. He was more and more involved as he went along the season. I'm pumped for him, but I'm a little scared because that is a super low catch number, lower than anybody else who's in the top 20. If you could combine his uh, last from week 12 on with uh, what's his faces from DJ Chark. Oh, from yeah. his beginning to that you point. Have wide receiver one. It'd be probably like wide receiver one. Yeah, so going sure. from 12 to 17, he um, didn't go under 114 yards. Or he had 114 yards or more, let's say, in uh, four, of the last six, four of the last six. And one of them he had 100 total yards because he had a 60-yard catch in that 50-yard rushing touchdown. Well, he had a 50-yard rushing touchdown and 34 yep. yards receiving. Oh, it was so 34, he was under sorry. 100. But, I mean, a good point. So, really not a bust week when I'd you think about that. it. Yeah. <laughs> and then six touchdowns in as yeah. many games. The, the guy is is physically more dominant than we thought he would be. Uh, and know. that's 
Oh, sorry. But the the this back end it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Obviously, that's yeah. we should say it's obviously because of Tannehill right. getting introduced to the offense. Right. This was not necessarily happening with Mariota. You look at Week One; he had a hundred yards in Week One. It was on a broken play, really, if you yeah. remember. Yeah, I do remember that, and it that kind of caught our attention because of how hard he was to bring down on that yeah. play, and he kind of showed that throughout the year. So I get it. Top fifteen is pretty crazy, uh, considering we didn't even. It was a bad year for wide receiver. Was until like week eight. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm intrigued, but you know, this is, you know, the hype train goes way too far for him. Yep. This is a guy I guarantee I don't have in any leagues next year, even though I really do like him and I like him going forward. I like AJ Brown a lot for standard scoring league, uh, traditional scoring leagues. I'm going to try to make that delineation. No it's PPR. not standard. Just it's say either no PPR or traditional sounds like you're traditional is uh, actually synonymous with standard. So never mind. Getting a Buffalo non PPR leagues. Yeah. I'm looking at AJ Brown. Because those low catch numbers meant nothing to him. The 1,051 yards and nine total touchdowns, that means yeah, a lot. That is nice standard. Play. You know, he that's like a, a Marvin Jones plays. type stat line. Ton of big plays. You know, and we know how much we love Marvin Jones. Oh, yeah. Number 14. I, this is just like a perfect snapshot of wide receiver for me this year. Tyler Lockett. He bageled on a Monday night game. He does that. And is wide receiver 14, yeah. 82 catches, 1057 in the yardage department. He had eight touchdowns. He also went 13 for 152 and <laughs> two against Tampa. There you go. That's good enough for two weeks. And right 11 there. for a buck 54 and a touchdown against New Orleans. Another Also one. pretty good. So, yeah, you know, he has those disappearing acts. And I think you're going to have to get used to that with yep. Metcalf in the offense as well. This dude demands yep. 10 targets. Well, the same so. thing happens to Metcalf. Right. Yep. Yeah, Metcalf has his Metcalf bagels week 15. Well. These guys are going to be... Uh, Getting in each other's way for the next couple yeah. of years. But it's good for the Seahawks. It sucks for us. The great thing, though, is Tyler Lockett seems to be the guy that Russell Wilson is looking for in the red zone on those extended plays. And, he, you know, the the one catch he had against the Rams yeah. on Thursday night, Unreal. another catch of the Unreal. year candidate. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, just loved the guy. And, you know, he did disappear a little threw bit. threw that ball like six yards out of bounds. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so Tyler Lockett, good season. I think could have been better. He did play all 16 games, which I thought was a pretty big step for him because uh, I don't know that he'd done it before. I all can right. check that if you'd like. Yeah, if you could. Uh, in the meantime, though, he has. Okay. <laughs> he only didn't play 16 in 2016. He oh. played 15 games. So okay, my bad. He's pretty uh, regularly pretty, available. Yeah. Last year he finishes as 11 in standard and 16 in full PPR. This year he finishes as 15 in standard and 13 in full point PPR. So that's your range. He's a yeah. back-end high. Back end he's one. a wide receiver, too. Back-end one, high-end two. Yep. yep. I like that a lot. Number 13, we did get a Brown in the top 20. It just wasn't the guy that... Any of us expected <laughs> Jarvis sure. Landry, uh, 83 catches, 1174 for six touchdowns. I mean, the guy, we like, is he like one of the legitimately great receivers in the NFL right now? Yeah, I think so. He's I, done it now I mean, in, a, in all sorts of horrible situations. Yeah, yeah. He overcame Adam Gase for three years. Yeah, and he has that. This year know, he overcame Freddie Kitchens. He can hit big plays. He, he's dominant in the short yardage. He was pretty good in the red zone this year. You know, he checks all the boxes for us. And the, the premium one for him is that he actually plays out of the slot, right? And that's really, that's really the one we love to see. Yeah. What I would love to see is the Browns go ahead and move Odell 
Beckham right out of this offense. Let's go <laughs> on to the next city. Take the Odell show on the Odell the world tour. And let's get a little more target share for Jarvis Landry, because I think that's the fear, right? That's There's not right always happen, Odell Beckham looming over Jarvis's shoulder. And yeah, he finishes in the top 15 this year. But if Odell's there, there's no way I'm projecting Jarvis to finish with the year he had this year. Right. All righty. What do you think, Tom? I don't know. I like Jarvis a lot. I kind of buy it. But the problem is, is like, you know. Who knows what the Browns look like next year? Yeah, and they suck. That's a big problem. That part of it is bad. Well, they did fire Kitchens. Uh, so who knows what the what the coaching situation looks like? When are they like. gonna fire Baker? Ooh, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon, at least for me. Um, <laughs> number twelve, one of the Ruts favorites, Mike Evans, plays in thirteen games, catches sixty-seven passes for eleven hundred fifty-seven yards and eight touchdowns. Uh, he also bagelled against the Saints. An in infuriating a, year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. One of the more up and he down. He was years. wide receiver three at a point when he was healthy. And if you he was three him, and Godwin was two when he got hurt. If you owned him, you had no idea how. Like, yeah, <laughs> you literally had no idea. Like you, okay, great. He gave me one week. He either had under ten or over thirty. Week one, three point eight. Week two, eight point one. Week yep. three, forty one. <clears throat> week four, sixteen point nine, which is more along the lines of what you want to see. Yeah. Week five, zero, and that weird trend sort of continued. Ugh. Oh yeah. And uh, down the stretch, week ten on, he didn't surpass uh, thirteen fantasy points. So. Not great, but eight and nine, 30 burgers back to back. Yeah. So it's like you can't take him out of your lineup. You're a prisoner nope. to Mike Evans, and hopefully he, he rewards three you. three 30 burgers yeah. this year. Yep. Damn. Pretty good. Pretty good. I think last year the person with the most was like five. This well, year technically it's be he had two. Completely inflated. Every week. <laughs> he had two and a 40. Yeah. yeah true. Yeah. They call that the combo. You don't get that meal. a lot. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Here's an interesting one, <laughs> though. And a 40 ouncer. Uh, what Mike Evans wide receiver two radar? I'm guessing for next year. I think he's, I, I think he'd I think be a solid wide receiver. He's two. still a one. I mean, me. if he played all his games, he would finish as a one. True. Yeah. For Godwin sure. a one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll oh, talk about. You him can have in a two bit. ones in the same offense. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I'm Ask just Peyton you know, Manning. Yeah. Decker <laughs> yeah. Demarius. I got, yeah, I got it. Ask the wide receiver fours: Stephon Diggs and Thielen. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You could easily have two wide receiver fours on your team. Yeah. But they were once ones. Yeah. Allen Robinson comes in at number 11. I don't think he 30-burgered all year. You want me to check? Can you? I'm on that one. Uh, uh, 98 no, catches. No 30-burger, 25.27 for 97 yeah. and two touchdowns against Scott, Oakland talking to the mic. Over in foggy <laughs> London town. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was looking at my phone, not at the mic. Hmm. Hopefully you caught all of that one. Yeah, we got it. Uh, he that was good. 15-second rewind. Was <laughs> um, 98 catches for Allen Robinson, which I had no idea he was even close to that number. Well, that's, that's why I kept awesome. encouraging, you know, if you have Allen Robinson, you may as well play him because yeah. he's getting targeted like crazy. Yep. Uh, like 1,147 crazy. yards and seven touchdowns for him, surviving the horrible stretch of games that Mitch Trubisky played uh, in the middle of the season. And Mitch missed a couple weeks yeah. too, right? Yep. Chase Daniel, Chase Daniel. Scrub action going on. I'm pretty too. sure he was not great with Chase Daniel. Great but year I mean, who for would be? Robinson. Yeah. Uh, kind of like put your name back on the map kind of year for yeah, Allen Robinson. Yeah, for sure. I think he's a still young man. A so he's 20. only six, 26 years old. Yeah. So yeah. we got more Allen Robinson. In the prime of his life. With. Fourth, fifth round. I think he's I think that's right where he'll be. Year. Yep. And First time he played 16 games since 2016. There you go. Uh, 2017. But one game. Yikes. 2018. 13 so okay an improvement right. yeah julian edelman number 10 because somebody had to be in this patriots offense 100 catches 1117 yards six touchdowns eight carries for 27 yards 
Um, Just want to say, I wrote an article before the year that Edelman was going to finish top ten, and he here he is. It did. Thanks, Edelman. Top ten. Even better in full point PPR, which I'm sure you recommended. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and the reason why actually ended up being uh, the microcosm kind of of the Patriots' offense the whole year. They had nobody else. Yeah, they had no one else to throw the ball to. Nobody stepped up the entire season, and that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. And uh, you know, like you said, no one. Nikhil Harry was banged up when I wrote the article too. You know, even right when they drafted him, you knew that he was going to be a work in progress. And you know, everyone loves to act like the Patriots are just going to pull these receivers in off a trade or whatever and just put them into their offense. It's going to work. It doesn't really work like that. No. So, New gives you one awesome week, and that was really One it. touchdown. One, yeah, one touchdown. One touchdown all year. Same as Antonio Brown. Same as Josh Gordon. Right. So, you got nothing out of those three guys where every single one that stepped onto the team was like, oh, my God. Patriots are going to be the best. He's going to be just awesome. Just imagine, like. Edelman always there. Like, time machine-wise, going to somebody in a time machine and saying Antonio Brown, Muhammad Sanu and Josh Gordon are going to be on the same team. And that team's going to be the Patriots and their <laughs> and passing game is going to be gonna complete garbage points. <laughs> you know what? This yeah. is an unbelievable year from Julian Edelman. It's his highest finish in PPR ever. Wow. Uh, wide receiver seven in full point PPR. And it's his highest fantasy total raw points in uh, his career in half point PPR. And it still feels like he underperformed somehow. Yeah, he actually me. outdid last year by like 36 wow. points. Which, uh, Interesting. He also missed four games last year. Uh, so yeah, a lot suspension. of other times so, he misses games. So, so you know, that's, that's something to pay attention to. He plays those four games, he gets those 36 points for mm-hmm. sure. And he would have had back-to-back years like that. So I think Edelman, man. Uh, that was his first wide receiver one game. year ever. We kind of all have to make PPR a pivot on this for the Edelman thing. That was cool, Tom. Yeah, Edelman's going yeah. to be a really good option yeah. again next year. Amari Cooper, number nine, kind of like an against all odds performance from him. He played through a knee injury that he really shouldn't have played through uh, for the Cowboys this year because of the playoff implications of every single game the Cowboys played down the stretch. Cooper ends up 79 catches. Six against Green Bay. Oh, so good. Wow. Yeah. And he didn't even score in that game either. He did. Oh, he did? Oh, he did, yeah. Oh, that's right. He caught a long one at the end of the game. 34.10 yep. fantasy points. 79 catches, 1,189 yards, eight touchdowns. My worry here is I don't know that Amari Cooper is going to be a Cowboy. No, nah, he'll be a Cowboy. They traded a first-round pick for him. they got to treat him like one. Yeah, but here's yeah, the thing. Gotta pay if they got to pay, pay Dak, they, they got to pay him and Dak this offseason, and I don't know. Uh, well, they did that before they caved to Zeke, so my opinion on that should stay the same, but yeah. the Cowboys do whatever they do. Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. true. So it and it's 2020, and, well, we recorded this a little bit ahead of time. As of right now, Jason Garrett is still the head coach of the Cowboys. He won't yeah. be. He, he won't can't be, be right? And, he has until yeah. like uh, the 14th of January or the 10th of January or something uh, where his contract expires. And oh, okay. the, the idea is that they won't fire him. They're not going to renew him. Okay. Oh, okay. That I didn't realize sense. his contract They probably have a handshake deal with somebody can't right even, now. Yeah. Can't even give the poor guy a severance package, huh, Tom? They probably have a handshake <laughs> deal with three-year letterman to coach the team. <laughs> The devastating downfield blocking of Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. The other thing, too, is Michael Gallup really came on this year. Top 20. Gallup was 22. Top 22. Yeah. And Tyler Boyd finished 23. He did. So after everything that happened to him, obviously he has a great uh, week 16 to kind of boost those numbers up. But I'll tell you what, if they get Joe Burrow at that quarterback don't forget about Tyler Boyd because I think he could. Well, be we know you won't. Scott. Right back in. No, yeah. I won't. Big let time. You know. I won't let you. No. Uh, but for so Cooper, like great year. 
I just have no, like it's the same thing. You don't know what you're gonna get from Mari Cooper next year. Yeah, we'll see. But, I'm uh, already worried about it, and I, I know I'm gonna end I'm up with lot, him everywhere. I'm a lot more confident in him now than I was last year, though. I, Do I, you still hate him? I, I don't hate him as much. Okay. I've come a pretty long as way much. on okay. him, but uh, he needed to be a top ten receiver this he's year. Still a WR two to me. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Number eight, Keenan Allen. All he ever does is finish in that back end of the wide receiver one range. Uh, he had 104 catches, 1199 yards, six touchdowns. Here we go again with Keenan Allen not scoring as many touchdowns as we feel like he should. Uh, no, six touchdowns is what we've always thought. Yeah, you but know, this is but this is Keenan Allen. Six last year, more. six this year, six the year before. The mark of the actually beast. the year before uh, 2017, he, he had a rushing yeah. touchdown, and he's a beast. That's damn right. Yeah, he was wide receiver six in full point PPR, so he almost actually caught up to that glorious 2017 season. Yeah, and he gets you, you know, a, sh- a shade over 200 points a year. You're gonna take 100 that. catches total too. The dude had 11, uh, 11 99 yards, so one yard under. 1200 16 rushing yards to get you that 1200 total yards on this season nice so like you, glad yeah. you got that you yeah, know? yeah yeah i like that 1200 total number i'll mm-hmm. be saying that next year yeah uh, make it look like he's got that a higher yeah. yards per reception than he actually has but uh by one yard oh yeah right but overall uh this is a guy you can bank on this is a yeah. true wide receiver he's one. the least sexy wide receiver one in the league i think Absolutely. we can agree and uh for that reason i'm excited for him yeah. next year, you know, he's probably going to be a back end second rounder, front end third rounder again mm-hmm. and provide that same value that you, you know, you wanted from Thielen and Diggs and all these other guys. Well, Keenan Allen was there. Yeah. Scott, you can say that he's gone over 1,200 yards three years in a row. 1,200 yards and six touchdowns. Over. 100 catches, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns for Keenan Allen. Yep. That's what you're getting if he's healthy. Yep. I'll take that at that pick. Well, who's throwing to him next year? We'll see. We'll see. He got 97 all last right. year. But you're right. That rounds up to 100. Number seven, Scott, repent for your sins against Devontae Parker. Hey, listen. 72 catches, 1,202 yards, nine touchdowns. I never said he was the best either. The breakout, that was four years too late. I I have no problem giving someone shit when they deserve it, but I am willing to turn the tides. And I believe on this podcast, I was the fastest to turn the tides. You were. were. I was the first one to bring up the streak that he was on. He had like a four-game streak of over 90 yards, right? Or something like that. Well, he had a streak where he had at least 50 yards or a touchdown for like what seemed like six or seven or eight games Probably finished in a row. The, the season on that streak. And with the inconsistency at the position, he was just absolutely he did. incredible. Yeah. Except week 14. All right, so one of, out of his last 10 weeks, basically? Yeah, so he was a legend. Nuts. He was absolutely unreal. He finished his wide receiver seven. 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 Wide receiver seven, Devontae Parker, yeah. who no one had in their top 50. Top six. The top 10 in receivers. Standard. <laughs> in standard, he was wide receiver six. The top 10 receivers this year are ridiculous. Like They're We're ridiculous. not even to the most ridiculous one. And number six was Kenny Galladay, who had 65 catches, 1,190 yards and 11 touchdowns. Kenny's Leads the league in receiving touchdowns. Played ha- over half of the season, I'm pretty sure, with Jeff Driscoll and David Blair. Blair. So, Blair. Like a full season of Stafford, but we don't know what Stafford's doing, but there's been no indication that he'd retire. We need a full season of Stafford with cool. Kenny G at the one. We haven't gotten it yet. No, we still haven't. And I think once we do, it will, we may be, never. It will be sweet music. Seriously, but, it's uh, starting to worry me. Yeah, I know Tom Tom thinks Matthew Stafford might be hanging up the cleats. I'm not in that line of thinking just If yet. Matthew Stafford doesn't outlast Ben Roethlisberger, I am going to be livid. He's got more to live for. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, what does Ben have? 
He doesn't even have AP and Le'Veon anymore. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. Uh, But, I mean, like, for some reason, I'm kind of coupling Devontae Parker and Kenny Galladay in here. It's fine. Their catch numbers were very similar. Their yardage and touchdowns were very similar. They're pretty similar. They finished five points apart from each other. It's actually a pretty great comparison. Um, (laughs) Quarterback situation-wise, I think Parker's is... I like was a little man. better throughout the year, but Kenny Galladay um, a second rounder next year? I wouldn't take him. Parker there. is. <laughs> I don't think Parker's <laughs> gonna be either. I think they're both like third, fourth, maybe. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. I, don't if know. Get him, I think though. I think Parker's ADP is gonna be really interesting. I think they'll be yeah. third. How much are people gonna buy into him? It's gonna be interesting. Being on the Dolphins. I could buy Galladay in the second, but I would think that they're both third rounders. Yeah. In in an ideal situation, you get him as your second one. And as much as I love Devontae Parker, I will not pick him there. No. No. Number five. Too scared. He was pretty much the first receiver taken in most drafts this year. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins somewhat cashes, I guess. Uh, 104 catches, 1165 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, DeAndre Hopkins finishes wide receiver five, but a full 60 points behind what he did last season. That's tough. So I don't know if he was. I I would say that he probably wasn't worth the value that he was picked at because he went in the top seven picks. I mean, almost no receivers that were taken in the first round return value. Exactly. But, I mean, the dude, it it wasn't even close to what he did last year. Last year he had 1572 receiving and 11 touchdowns. This year, 1165 and seven. It was pretty disgusting how tied to Will Fuller his success was this year. Yeah, because they just locked Because his only big games were when Fuller played. Yeah. And, of course, we know the issues with Will Fuller playing. I thought they were going to be so much better than they And they they looked great. They beat, like, they beat the Patriots this year. They beat the Chiefs this year. Like, they looked really good at times. This team has no first round. Like, the the Texans are going to be an interesting team going into next year. Yeah, we know what they did against the Bills, so. And we do. Yeah, because it already happened. really talk about that. But Hopkins, I mean, he... um, did he miss a game or did he not? Oh, he didn't play week 15. So he could have ended up finishing, you know, maybe a few games ahead. Uh, but we'll see right here. Um, yeah, some typical performances out of him. But, yeah. you know. Not, top five in PPR. Yeah. Yeah, he was top. You know, he finishes five half PPR. Right. And he's obviously a top five option going into the next yeah. year. But I think you, you go in with a little more skepticism. Yeah, yeah I mean, 10 in standard. All right. Here is my That's biggest bad, surprise actually. in the top 10. For wide receiver this year. Number four is Cooper Cup. 94 catches, 1,161 yards, 10 touchdowns, second in the league to Kenny Galladay, who I mentioned before. This is a season he finishes, I believe it's one point behind Julio Jones. He had a four-game for wide receiver where he three. just went absolutely buck wild. And he came off of a torn ACL to do this. Played in all 16 games. Yeah, we, even though he had a targetless bagel in one of them, but that's not here or there. 22, 22, 31 were four Ugh. of his games. He was unbelievable Absolute, in the middle of the season. He yeah, had four targets in his bagel. Oh, but I mean, hey, that ninety-four game catches, ten touchdowns. I mean, you know, this is the recipe. He is yeah. the, the the prodigal son of the Ruts boy wide receiver position. You know, yes. we want the slot receivers who score touchdowns and do all these inventive things. And Cooper Cup is he exactly might be the best guy at it. That he's yeah. exactly scored what a touchdown want. in his last five games. Let people disrespect him again. Uh, you know, I, I bet you, I bet you steal him in the third and fourth rounds this year again. Yeah, that is a steal because when people are taking Devonte Parker and I'm taking Cooper Cup, you feel you're going to feel like you have a major advantage. I and I do. Yeah, yeah. and it is. Yep. <laughs> Number three, as I hinted at, he played in 15 games. Julio Jones, a monster again. 
99 catches, 1,394 yards, so basically 1,400. Oh, under 1,400, though, yeah. for the first time in, uh, what, what's that, five His years? His career? By six yards. Six touchdowns as well for and Julio Jones. Full game, yeah. Um, Scott, I'll save you. He had two rushing attempts for? Negative three yards. Negative three oh, yards. no. So it doesn't save you. No. Sorry. I, I got to go to His first averages. negative rushing season as well. Uh, averages will get me there. Has uh, Julio Jones regressed? In rushing, yes. <laughs> Terribly. Below the mean. Yeah. Um, Julio Jones, though, I mean, is he a first-round pick just based off of yeah. his wide receiver one consistency? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he was just way better. take him and forget about he, it. He was yeah. amazing without Ridley, though, and they'll have Ridley. That's right. King, king of the back end first, Julio yes, Jones. He's absolutely. been the back end first-round pick yep. for us for years. He'll Maybe continue let him, to be that as He well. might be the guy, like, if, you, if you're in a league like we are where you can't keep your first-round pick, like, he might be the guy that I, I pass on. To try to have him slip into the second round for me, yeah, and then possible. he gets taken, and I'm pissed off yeah, about it. Yeah, for sure, for you know? sure. But you know, in some leagues, he even falls further. Some people yeah. don't like his, you know, his touchdown upside because his touchdown upside truly is capped. But yep. there are not any receivers really in the league that can do what he does no. from a yardage perspective. Well, no. all he has to do is not as like accidentally score some more touchdowns, and he's wide yeah. receiver one. Yeah, by far, not this year. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Uh, number two, Chris Godwin. <clears throat> 86 catches, 1,333 yards, and nine touchdowns in 14 games. He was the number one wide receiver for Tampa Bay this year. He had the breakout year that we expected him to have that uh, Bruce Arians had alluded to. Still feels like he left a little bit on the field. Just There were some games where it was like, 13, why are they not throwing yeah, to Godwin more? 1,333 yards, and it's because they were throwing to Mike Evans yeah. so damn much, too. He gets nine touchdowns, though. Um, this was my guy going into the year at receiver, one of my favorite uh, guys to, you know, target, pick, target, whatever you want to call it. Got him in half my leagues, was really happy about that. And uh, I'm ex so excited for the future. Yeah. Uh, they've already said that he still has another year in his contract. So actually next year, it's going to we could get a potential Godwin in a contract year. Oh my so goodness. we could get a, a real blow up one. But the, the Bucks are saying they really want to re-sign him. So possibly Good. possibly a deal's done by the time this even comes out. Yeah, so uh, true. I, I hope so, because. <laughs> Godwin was a huge part of that offense, mm -hmm. and he'll be James staying though. Team. That's the only question. I, I think James. I think James sticks around. James yeah. is a classic. Uh, okay, you're going to replace place your quarterback. With who? Going to put in with behind? Yeah, Dak. I mean, um, Arians has said some funny stuff though. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's like, well, guy. if we can win with this guy, we can win with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Through thirty interceptions. Yeah, <laughs> they don't blame him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, depending on what happens with, I mean, there's a lot. There could be a lot of QB movement. In the league this year, yeah, you know, and you we'll, could have, you know, we'll Philip Rivers could be looking it. for a new team. Tom Brady, Dak, Jameis, Mariota could potentially come in and try to start for somebody. Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, there's gonna it's, so there's it's, a lot, and, of and it's a great quarterback draft too. with Burrow and um, a lot of it's gonna be wild. Yeah. It'd be weird if Tom Brady went to the yeah. Bucks or anywhere else. I haven't looked at. I, I should have looked into this a little bit more, but. A 67-point difference in fantasy points between wide receiver two, Chris Godwin, and Michael Thomas, wide receiver one this year. 67-point difference. I mean, yeah, Godwin nice. would have caught him a little bit more, obviously, if he yeah. played. Yes, yeah, of course, but couple weeks. nobody else did either. Yeah, I mean, you Travis know? Kelsey was actually top five in yards. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of showing me the, the, position. the inconsistency of the wide receiver position capitalized what by the great – Consistency, not just consistency. He was consistently great this year. Yeah. 
149 catches, which is an NFL record, on 185 targets. He caught 80.5% of his passes for 1,725 yards and nine touchdowns. So Michael Thomas still has not had a, t- a year where he scored more than nine touchdowns. I believe he's done yeah. nine twice and eight once. Yeah, that's good enough, though, man. Yeah. Especially when you're catching that many balls. Uh, this guy's a hero of fantasy lineups this year and will be for years to come. Yeah. Uh, he's a top five pick next year. Half po- any full question. point PPR, I Probably think he might be worth pick. pick two. Yeah. I wouldn't even. I, you can't really argue with you uh, on that either. Well, also like the way I give Julio a little credit. Oh yeah, if he just accidentally scores a couple more. Right. If Mike Evan, Evans, Mike Evans, Mike Thomas messes around and scores twelve, then it's like yeah. Like yeah, oh we're talking God. about he almost outscored Godwin by a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Enshrine him in the Hall of Fame immediately. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, he's already like. Oh, he's in. Name a record about a receiver Dude, in his first in. four seasons that he doesn't have. He's in. He's and, already in the hall. And, and the great thing about it too Fit was the gold jacket now. You know, you're you're everybody's what's everybody saying his first three years? Well, he's he's the number one receiver in a breeze offense. Of course he's gonna be good. He does it with Teddy Bridgewater for for five weeks this year. Yeah. And he was just as good. And that was really how they survived was they counted on him to get as many catches as yeah. As the, as he could and Still he did get it wide open. You know, like they, what were they? 5 and 1 with or 4 and 1 with Bridgewater Never 5 and 0. Oh? Never and mattered. I know it doesn't know. matter, but like <laughs> that's what games, happened. They lost games. Yeah. And but Michael another Thomas big scored thing, fantasy points no matter what. And the crazy thing is like nobody on the Saints stepped up besides Jared Cook in the passing game. Well, I mean, that's Kamara why they ended out up catching Antonio Brown. 80 passes. They worked out Antonio Brown a couple of weeks ago. I mean, this was an unbelievable season for him and uh, you know, is he going to break the catch record again? Probably not. But is he going to be, you know, is he going to be a top five he should be receiver? around it. It looks like it's a guarantee that he'll be there. over him next year in the draft. You're an idiot. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Unless it's standard, maybe. Idiot. Unless it's, well, yeah, but I mean. But I wouldn't pick anybody over him. No yeah. way. I'd I mean, idiot, he, was, he had to still be one in regular. I years. wouldn't pick anybody over him. I'm yeah, just, he yeah. was. He was by a long shot. Yeah, he outscored Godwin by 35 in standard. But, you know, Godwin plays a couple extra games. I'm not picking Godwin over. I'm no. just saying. No. Don't do it, Tom. No. I'm not Ooh, going uh, Tom. <laughs> I mean, would you take Julio over Godwin? Probably. Hopkins? Yeah. Yes. Devontae Adams? Yep. Tyreek Hill? Yep. Evans? Nope. Beckham? Hell no. Hell no. I just did that to mess with you. Yeah. Devontae Parker, obviously you're going to take All right. Uh, Godwin. So Godwin's still not quite in that upper... Elite tier. He's a top just, ten lock. The the top problem is, is he has to still deal with you know Keenan Allen big or Godwin. mouths to feed. Uh, maybe I would say Godwin. Godwin, Amari Cooper or Godwin. Godwin, Godwin. I knew you guys were going to say that. Allen Robinson or Godwin. 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 Okay. All right. All right. We've reached our shelf. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure we had that well established before we switch you guys over to the preview of the next round of the playoffs, which begins. All right now. And just like that, we're back, and it's uh, just Don and Scott right now. Tom on another secret mission, and uh, covert ops. Covert ops, of course. Always covert ops. Yes. Tom, Tom's like James Bond. People don't know that. Only we know that because we know him so well. I might have blown his cover there, actually. Yeah. So I believe it was uh, Lil Wayne who said that real G's move in silence like lasagna. Yeah. And uh, I have that tattooed on me, of course. Right. Um. And on so, your you know, anytime somebody's able to do that, to move in silence like lasagna. Um, you know that's you gotta that's, throw the you yeah. gotta throw the respect, and we yeah. always respect Tom, yes. and we always will. Yes, Tom, travel on, brother. Yes. All right. So, uh, we lost a few teams this week, 
And the big question, of course, Scott, is do Drew Brees and Tom Brady end up on different teams next year? Dude, can you believe they both lost? Uh, I mean, if you watched all of two seconds of the Saints game, you knew that the Saints, Saints were going to lose that New game. England, but Well, no, because if, if you watched two seconds of the Patriots playing any good team on their schedule this year, you knew that, that was what you yeah that was the you're result right. that you should have you're, expected you're right. you know and this isn't normally I say well let's throw a little coin on the Patriots won the Super Bowl you didn't hear me really saying that much this year no um, the offense was just so different like Sony no we missed Sony Michelle's big games we didn't get like a single one even Edelman who finishes as like a top ten receiver it's not like he was blowing the doors off he was just steadily getting volume because he needed it right you know so it's like they were such a disappointment yeah. this year that like. I don't know. If you were the Patriots, would you bail on Brady? I would bail on Brady. Well, they lost Judge. Joe Judge. Yeah. Um, Mighty Joe. Judge Joe. Dude, I don't know. But, so he's going to the Giants. They're going to lose guys, McDaniels. McDaniels is going to get – McDaniels is probably going to go to the Browns, I would one imagine. One thing I'll say about Joe Oh, you know, Judge he withdrew from the Browns. Quickly, is that, you know, he's a young hire. Yeah. He was a special teams guy, and people are giving him crap for that. But he – you know how the NFL works as well as anyone, especially coaching. You can't stand it, right? Yeah. It takes forever these guys, for these guys to come up, except when you're exceptional, right? Yeah. And I think that that's what this guy is. I don't know if the Giants is his right fit, but you can't take the risk if you think, yeah. if you, think you have a Harbaugh or like someone like that. That's who everyone's Tom comparing Lynn, him to. You know. Dude works side by side with Saban and Bill Belichick. I heard a quote that said, if you want to see football coach the right way, go listen to a conversation between Joe Judge and Bill Belichick. I mean, yeah, I, so, we'll like, see. You right. know, these, a, these Belichick we'll hires have literally been less than coin flip odds to pan out. Although the two most recent ones, and I know he wasn't part of the coaching tree, but Mike Vrabel doing an excellent job with the Titans. Yes. And Brian Flores did a much better job than anybody could have expected or asked for with the yeah, Dolphins yeah. towards the end of this season. I think Bill O'Brien deserves some credit. Yeah. Like, you know, he's he's also one with some pretty bad quarterback. Play. Yeah. Forget about who they won and made the yeah. playoffs with. When they had Deshaun yeah. Watson, we're talking TJ Yates starting playoff right. games. So this guy's a good football coach too. If I were the Giants fans, I would be cautiously optimistic. I mean, how much worse can it really be for the Giants? That's the other side of it. Is, too, is right? my thing too. It's how much worse like, could it really get? Because they, I mean, I'm you guys know you guys. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows so much. I fucking hate the Giants. Yes, yeah. You but don't even like Saquon. It's it's like a I like crime. Saquon, but like now I want him traded more than anything in the world. Yeah, I don't like, know. Or I hope that they, like said, you know, I hope he holds optimistic. out when he's trying to get his money and whatever. I'm cautiously but optimistic. I'm happy you brought up Bill O'Brien because uh, I don't like him either. But that's not the point. The right. Bills were eliminated by like Bill O'Brien's Texans. He's no. got a serious yeah. butt chin. Whatever. Um, but the big talk and what I'm kind of sneakily loving going into next season, a lot of hate on Josh Allen right now. What? Does he have the arm skill to beat the it good teams in the playoffs? matter, dude. It doesn't matter for fantasy at all. But no. a lot of people get that narrative in their head, and they're like, ah, oh, Josh Allen, whatever. Like, the playoffs They're not going to remember he was a top-ten quarterback from start to finish this season. The playoffs talk. And that's what we want is because if we can keep Josh Allen cheap, maybe keep Josh Allen as, oh, I don't know, perhaps a poor man's Lamar Jackson yep. going into next draft season, that's going to be something that all three of us are going to be looking to exploit next year. So keep your eye on that out there. because Thank you. I because think, earlier I was excited to draft that Josh Allen everywhere, yeah. and you guys were like, no, no, no. He's going to get respected. But I kind of expect a fade on him, too, because of, like you said, people value that passing yeah. ceiling for no reason. Right. The dude's getting 200 passing yards and, like, 80 rushing yards, and he's a coin flip at a touchdown to he run. Had what better? He had, what, 30 in your playoff league? Yeah. And he threw one touchdown. Yeah. Like, 
Okay. 30 points with one touchdown. There you go. I'm sorry. He didn't throw any touchdowns. No, he just caught the one? He just caught oh, okay, one perfect. touchdown. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know. He's uh, the guy. Right. Has Derrick Henry, going back to the wild card game, has Derrick Henry moved up in your running back rankings at all? Yes. So what, so what is he at now? He has passed Saquon. He's firmly my RB and overall player, too, going into next year's draft. Okay. Okay. I'm a little... And my reasoning is I think they're going to get a deal done. Okay. Now, if he doesn't stay with Tennessee and he goes to some team as a free right. agent, I don't think I'd be comfortable drafting him that high. But if he stays in Tennessee and you know gets a nice fat contract and the, yeah. the whole offense seems like they're together, I really like Vrabel. I think he's a great I coach. Think, I think Vrabel wants Henry to stay. And, you know, Vrabel's one of those guys that seems like, to me, just does the thing that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, give the ball to the big man 30 right. times. And he dominates the right. best run defense we have seen in years. Yeah. He owned that Patriots run yeah, defense. Yeah, one of the more dominant units we've seen for probably the first 10 or they so weeks of the no season. Chance. And I heard a great quote about that. They were talking to their linemen, and they were like, we just want to get Derrick Henry four to five steps when he gets the ball. Yeah. Because if he gets that momentum going, no you're, one, you're not going to stop yeah. him for, for more than a five or six yard yeah. game. And nobody wants to tackle him by the end of the game. And dude, after when you that hear happens. that and you watch the game, it's like, it is so true. Yeah. They're he executing four. And it's like, Oh my God, he's loose again. Yeah, every time. He's All awesome. Right. Uh, Seahawks Eagles is really nothing to talk about except for, we now kind of need to start considering DK Metcalf as a single round ADP guy. Darn. In my opinion, I watched, that second half, or in that game, really, like a proud father as he sits yes. on my dynasty team. Right. I cannot wait no. for DK Metcalf next year. I cannot wait for people to take Tyler Lockett over him. I will be saying, take DK Metcalf, wait for Metcalf. He got more red zone targets. He got short yardage targets as the season went on. He got deep targets. Those are the three we love, and, and that's he what he got. got. Better oh, as so the season better. went along. Better rapport so with a great quarterback. Yeah, who's not going anywhere. I'm over the moon yeah. after and that performance. The, their stocks were moving in opposite directions. You know, yes. it was like it was like the uh, the Zune stock when the new iPod came out. Like it was just iPod. Like like and DK Metcalf's the iPod in this metaphor. I hope yeah. everybody understands what's going yeah. on here. Um, but yeah, I, awesome. I loved watching what DK Metcalf did. You see did what Marshawn said. No. They oh, yeah, like, yeah. He's they were like, like, what's the most impressive thing about DK Metcalf? He goes, he's big as hell and he can move like yeah, that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, that's exactly. Unbelievable. That's exactly yeah. what everyone thinks. You uh, you dropped a lung coughing oh, up yeah. that. Uh, yeah, can you actually, pick that up? Thank you. Um, <laughs> we got one more game to cover, and it was the Viking Saints game. Yuck. And I don't know. I mean, whatever. Oh, by but the way. Actually, Dalvin let's Cook. move that into uh, the first game great, uh, great of job. the week. Uh 49ers Vikings. Amazing. I don't know why the one seeds are playing. B both one seeds just playing. We're not going to talk about Dalvin Cook dominating your beloved. We're going to get to Dalvin Cook in a minute. So, you go, you so what are his prospects for talk this about week? The Saints losing so bad. Well, no, because they got jobbed by the refs again. Oh come on! Everybody saw it. Come I mean, on. no, it was. It would have been. Here's the thing. It would have been a soft the bucket. The Thielen. Oh my God. We'll get beauty. to Thielen in a second too. But it was such a soft call. If they like reviewed it, but I feel like if they had called it first, there was no way it was getting overturned Yeah, to say that it wasn't pass interference. Right. So, you know, it's just one of those bang, bang plays. Like you got to go with what the refs saw on the field because and the refs have a, a better feel for the moment. They have a better feel for what's going on. And they, like, you know, 
Maybe the guy should have just flopped. I don't know. But, like, either way, Dalvin Cook was like, the story of the Vikings. They them, like, jockey around. Yeah. And Kyle Rudolph's, like, 100 six, pounds seven. heavier than right. the dude that's covering him. So yeah. a little nudge from him goes yeah. a lot further than a little nudge from Stefan Diggs. Yeah. And so Rudolph doing a little bit of nudging for Dalvin Cook's runs. Yes. All day, pretty much. I mean, this guy, when he's healthy, he's electric. Yeah. You have and to. He's, that's so what he's makes healthy the in the playoffs. Play. So if you haven't played him in a playoff lineup and it's a one-week thing, like, you got to use them while you can because yeah. the 49ers, I mean, I'm really happy. Who knows? This is a great defense and they're on the they're going to be playing at home and playing with fire, but if the Vikings are going to win, it's going to be Dalvin Cook and that's exactly what we said about Derrick Henry against the Patriots last week. Right. Tough matchup for Dalvin Cook, but if the Vikings are going to beat him, it's going to be because they got Dalvin Cook the ball and Dalvin Cook was effective with 25 it. So times why not go ground. down with the best running back left in the in the league right now besides Derrick Henry? Right. You know, like that's it. That's yeah. where you're at right now so, and like you said in the I'm in that playoff eliminator pool, and really, it feels like we're both in it because you've helped me so much yep. <laughs> with my lineup the first week. And now, I know I should have I should have put up a little money to yeah, invest. Yeah, in yeah, still uh, can. We can still work something like that in. <laughs> but you know, I went Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook, like for the same reason that you said. And I'm going Aaron Jones this week. Yeah, if the best running back is out there. Damn it, I'm taking him. Right. I'm not making that Michael Thomas mistake again. No. Because although it actually kind of worked out and guys out, ended up outscoring him, I played John Brown who outscores him. I play Hopkins who outscores him full PPR. Well, I mean, John Brown dropping dimes all John over the Brown field. just dropping wobblers out oh, there to, to Josh Allen. But Looked like Eli Manning out there. You got it. Like you said, the, the strategy for me is like those running backs, you play them. Because yeah. if you lose them. Who's left yeah, now? Exactly. You know, and like if you didn't play. through them. Yeah. Aaron Jones, you play him this week. Right. You have to. I don't care if he's going so, against the NFC Pro Bowl team. Yeah. You play him. So let's uh let's jump around because that's actually the sec the, that's the last game of the weekend. Okay. So if you have stuff to do to get ready for work on Monday, you go ahead and you do it at six forty, <laughs> right when the Packers and Seahawks kick off because that game is going to suck. Really? You got I, it stinking? Oh my what was the Seahawks Eagles game like? Did I know, it suck? Because Seahawks uh you're right. I mean, it's not the Seahawks. It's, it's a, I was gonna say the Seahawks. It felt it's like, not the Seahawks. They it played in the game. Like they were getting it going, but no, I'm saying like the why this will stink. Yeah, is because of Green Bay. It's not no. because of Seattle. No, it's gonna stink because of both of them. Yeah, but I mean, you know, both of those well, defenses Green Bay are gonna plays be in stinkers. Is all I'm saying. They've that's been the point. Stinkers all year. They win in stinkers. They though. do, and that's the thing. But one so of the things, Seattle. So you were targeting, you were saving Alvin Kamara last week as well in this eliminator pool because you knew if they won, they got Green Bay. Beast mode. Is it beast mode or is it Carson or what's uh, the Homer, Homer. Homer? Yeah. Um, I didn't dig the box, dig into the box score, but beast mode is getting mode. the goal line, man. Right. So that's so what you need. To me, I think it's gotta be beast mode. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a little excited. It, it's, he's been there for a month now. What a throwback. So like, why not? He's yeah. got fresh legs. Yeah. If I were them, I would be running him, man. Yeah. Let's why go. Not? The yeah. guy's the champ still got He's it. got a nose for the end zone. He always has. Probably always will. He's awesome. You know, you know that second effort touchdown he has. You know, he, that's just those. Yep. That's he embodies that Seahawks yeah. run. I always will think yeah. of him with the Seahawks and the receivers. Obviously, are we are we playing Metcalf? Yeah, I mean, if you want, uh, yeah, I think either one you could lock, yeah. you could ride out if you want. You missed your you opportunity last week because that was the best matchup he's going to have for the rest of the postseason. And probably. you look at the options though. The other options like who are you going to play? You're going to play Thielen or Diggs against the 49ers? I don't know. I think you could play Thielen. I think you could probably get away with Thielen because he'll avoid Richard Sherman. And he looks healthier than he's looked in literally you know, three like, months. And everyone's probably going to be all over Hopkins, but I'll tell you yeah. what, the Chiefs secondary has actually been really good this very year. Quietly, very quietly. They tightened up quietly, big time really towards the end of the season. Good this year. So if he doesn't have Will Fuller in this game, which they're saying he might play, but 
you know how saying he's probably going to. Yeah, right. But so. you know how it is with him. He could leave in a second. In a play. So, you know, if that happens he, or if he's in, incapacitated in any way, yeah. it really hurts Hopkins. So I'm happy I got him yeah. out there and played him. Right. You know, I kind of cu- took that running back ideology. Play yeah. Hopkins now. Who knows what will happen. Right. Uh, let's move to Texans Chiefs because it's our first opportunity to play Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill and, Ky- and Travis Kelsey. And, I mean, you this Texans secondary now. is the best matchup that Mahomes could be seeing. They're yeah. the worst. De- the ty- the Texans are the worst defense left in the playoffs. Yep. Unless you want to throw Seattle in there, and at that point, it's pretty much a coin flip between the two of them. Absolutely. But that's the defense you want to play against if you're in the AFC. Yep. And Mahomes gets them. To me, it seems like it's a lock. Like load him out. Travis Kelsey's been good in big games in the playoffs yes. recently. Tyree Kill always finds a way to show up in big yep. spots. I mean, he, it seems like he's always hitting the long one when they play in prime time, and they'll be playing at three oh five on Sunday. So I don't mind it. Yeah. Um, the I'm Chiefs really have been run on, and tr- and Carlos Hyde had a great game. That's an so if you're looking for a sneaky one. playoff play, I know Ooh. you know like Carlos Hyde had his best game of the maybe the season he against a the Chiefs. Passes. So Dude, I don't know, I don't man. Hate that. That's not yeah. a bad call, Don. He's and he's probably affordable. And don't forget too, Carlos Hyde's trying out for his next contract. Absolutely, because he's he, always it's trying up at out the end of this year. And the Texans are either drafting a running back, or they're going to get Melgo, or maybe they trade for Le'Veon Bell. Who knows? Yeah. But they're going to need somebody else in that backfield. They got to draft and Travis Etienne, in my opinion. There you go. Clemson back. Yeah. I mean, they're and Clemson they're slipping back deep with enough. Watson there you and go. Hopkins. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Let's just Clemson. Clemson NFL. Yeah, and then just hire Dabo yeah. and get Bill O'Brien. The, yeah, hell Cle- out of the Clemson's team will just be the 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 AAA affiliate of the Houston Texans. <laughs> but uh, for the Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs defense pass rush getting a lot better towards the end of the season. You, you got to play somebody. Bad. Texans line looked bad. Yeah, too. you got to play somebody. I could I could see you know trusting like a 49ers, but I, Baltimore too. I think I, don't I hate could, that. Yeah, my biggest fear for the Chiefs and playing their guys, like right. I said, if you're in a pool like me where. You either you play the guy, you can either play him, and then you can never play him again. So everyone you play week one, they're done. Right. And if guys get knocked out, obviously you can't play them. Yeah. Um, my biggest fear, I kind of feel the Chiefs making the Super Bowl. Me too. Like that's I, that's my problem right now too. Is like, like I'm like know. I think the Chiefs are going to make the Super Bowl. So how many guys do I really feel like playing right now? One guy I will save probably is Damian Williams. Yeah, that's a good because save. I do think the Chiefs get past the Texans. I think you and if see you're too with you know them. if you're going with what you did and you're using Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry and you know Aaron Jones like all three of those te- teams could win absolutely and then you have one team left and then you basically gotta just hope that you can get you know yep. somebody so a Damian Williams type yeah could be a pretty huge Agreed. play if you can save him I like this that week too because you got to assume that they they suit McCoy up in this game. That too, yeah. Playoff. So I really want to – Damian Williams has been dominating the touches, but I want to see them shake out right. in the playoffs. Good this point. was Damian Williams' time also, right. if you remember. Toward the tail end of last year, he was incredible. Unbelievable so in the playoffs. I think I'd hold him one week. I think I'd right. wait one week on him as well. Yeah. All right. And uh, the last game we have to talk about is Ravens-Titans. I mean, just like talking about with Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense being unleashed, now we have the Titans and the Ravens. Right. And, you know, they're the 8 o'clock game on on Saturday night. It's looking like a low-scoring one. Pretty much must-watch television, I would say. Oh, Lamar Jackson. Um, at this point. Must-watch I mean, he's – um, and I, we'll probably have Mark Ingram back. So, there's really not a Raven that you could play. drop today, but give me Hollywood Brown. I was going to say, there's really not a Raven I'm afraid of in this game. Give me Hollywood. I'm feeling Hollywood Brown. Yeah. I don't know why. Like I said, it's, a, it's, it's full plums. Right. But – you know, he's shown up a lot of times when they need sure. him to. Shown up for some big plays. I could see him getting loose in this one because it's the Titans' secondary. Yeah. 
although it has names like Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler, right. haven't really performed. Yeah. The other thing, too, that um, I think people should think about when they're making their lineups is you got games in Baltimore, Kansas City, and Green Bay. Snow. Cold. Snow. Wind. The other game is being played in Santa Clara. Yeah. Take one of those two kickers. Take That's Dan Bailey or Robbie Gould. That's good They're going to be like, you don't have time. You don't have time in playoff fantasy leagues to play a kicker. Who's playing in weather conditions that make teams not want to kick. Dude. And it's in, like, as much as we don't talk about kickers, I played Hauschka last week. Yeah, and he was dude, huge for you. And guess what? Points. Hauschka played in a dome, and that's what we were talking about. I was like, yeah. listen, dude, like you should be playing one of the kickers that are playing in a dome or one of the kickers that's playing in and California Fairbairn or Florida. Ends up having a decent Fairbairn day had too. a great day, too. Uh, so I think I you were Hauschka. stuck between two of those guys. But, I mean, that's that's the way that people need to be thinking about this is, yeah. listen, if they win, they host another game. Yeah, and I like that. And I'm then you can just take whoever Carlos they're Hyde. playing. I think I'm going to play Carlos Hyde instead, I mean, of, instead of Marshawn. Yeah. What do you do anything with the 49ers running backs? Because we didn't really talk about them at all. No. So like, for me, I think they're going to win that game. Yeah. And then I want to use one in the next round. Right. So for me, it's different. On a daily perspective, this is a really good run defense yeah. the Vikings have. I will uh, say too, Kamara didn't do anything. No. Against them. neither did it, the rest of the Saints neither offense. Did so. Murray. The only guy who was doing anything was Taysom Hill, so you know yeah. Don was screaming at the TV over that. Well, I mean, he was really good. Like the, Dude, how much awesome. can you how much more angry can I get before yeah. I'm just like it's like dealing with Taylor Swift. I like George. In a way, it's like how many uh, how George much Kittle in this game? Kittle would be good. I tell you what though. The Vikings forced Breeze into a lot of mistakes and Jimmy G very quietly was top 10 in interceptions and fumbles. One of the only quarterbacks to make both lists. Nice. And clearly the only nice quarterback in a in a top one seed that finished like that. Yeah, so, no kidding. you know, like the NFC was very weird this year. We talked about the Packers being the worst three and th 13 and three team yeah. all year. The 49ers had some stretches where Jimmy G looked like a complete liability at a quarterback. Absolutely. And the Vikings defense looked very opportunistic against the Saints and Drew Brees last Ooh, week. So Donnie smells upset. It, huh? I'm just saying the Vikings are playing like a team that could beat San Francisco, if things don't swing San Francisco's way early on, agreed. So because once Dalvin if you're gets looking rolling, to get man. cute, that's the defense I'd play is Minnesota. Yeah, I think I, I like that too. I like the that only too. problem is if is if San Francisco's defense comes to play, like they could easily still win that game. But yes, if both defenses come to play, that means you can play either one. And we told you already yeah. that I'm you can trust San Francisco. Really excited for anyone besides, like you said, if you if you didn't play Dalvin Cook and you're in an eliminator type of thing, right? I play him. You know, even cost wise, I don't know if I'd go with him in daily yeah. this week. But feeling man, he's doing it to us, Don. He's winning us back I over. To, I wanted to quit you so bad, yep. Adam Thielen. And you can't. You just can't. And he um, goes for a buck twenty five on like eight grabs. I'm like shit. <sighs> Caught, I think, all of his targets. It was I'm insane. Taking him everywhere. Yeah. You got Diggs chucking his helmet at a coach on the oh, sideline. Like God. they could, I could easily see them moving on from Diggs at some point this season. It feels kind of off season, doesn't it? Yeah, we'll see. But we will also see who will be playing in the championship round, and we will see everybody back next Thursday for that, where we'll give you the top twenty running backs of the 2019 fantasy football season. We're uh, we're getting down to it, the nitty gritty. We've got. Uh, after this week, Almost we've got four episodes. Uh, yeah, four episodes left yeah. of Ruts for season three. Uh, we've got the Super Bowl prop bet pool. We've got the, the awards, awards show, show coming up. We've also got the top twenty quarterbacks and uh, running backs and running backs too. Right. Uh, so lots of stuff to get to. We hope you guys all uh, will enjoy it all, and uh, we'll see everybody next Thursday. Keep scoring. Baby, we were born to win.